When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's Christmas time. How are you? Happy holidays to however you celebrate. This is Morning Combat. It's Friday, December 23rd, 2022. And if you're a real man, you're probably just getting off your chair for the first time to consider what you're going to buy your family members for a gift. <coughs> That's Thomas. I'm Brian Campbell. We are not recording this live, but wanted to still, uh, you know, check in with you on this Friday right before the, the the big weekend. So uh, Luke Thomas, we got questions that we solicited from these folks on social media. You know, they want us to have fun and just be ourselves as if they're a fly on the wall in a toilet, Luke. Let's do it. Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, thank you. Follow us like us. Happy holidays. This one's about you. Luke, let's start in the category of holiday here. Uh, let's go positive, wholesome. EB wants to know, Luke, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Who favorite Christmas movie? Mm. Okay, so growing up, it was um, uh, Rudolph, a Christmas right. story. Yeah, right. Yes, You'll shoot yes. your eye out because that was what we watched as a kid. Sure. I think. I think now. Um, man, that's a great question. Probably I mean, Elf. Yeah, you Probably have to start elf. with Elf. Elf has to be, and it's a modern classic. It has to be in your top three. It really does, dude. Look. That movie holds up, man. I told you, like our family tradition. We discussed this on an MK uh, about a week or so ago, which was, you know, when we put up the tree, we have Elf on in the background because my wife just really loves it. I I watch it every time. I mean, and I'm almost blown away. Like this movie is still great. Still, I mean, uh, Peter Dinklage, whatever his name is, the dude from yeah. Game of Thrones. He fucking kills it in that movie. Like, there's a, it, Will Fer a peak Will Ferrell, to be quite honest with you. Uh, great, great movie. What about you? Um, Elf has to be there. And, I, you know, I echo Christmas story, but I think it got played out by TBS and TNT, unfortunately. Um, I go Elf. I grew up on Rudolph, which is such a classic. But my favorite, like, claymation one from a kid, I always say, is Jack Frost. It's, it's, it just makes me feel happy, Luke, okay? Even though he doesn't get the girl in the end. Spoiler alert. Does all that work and doesn't even get the girl? It's like... You just let the other dude take her away, Jack? Like, no wonder why you're like a ghost half the time. Like, be a real man. Um, But, Luke, you know my affection for Holiday in Handcuffs starring A.C. Slater and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It's probably the best stupid Christmas movie ever. I mean, but, Luke, we just left off a lot of ones. Not just classics like, you know, It's a Wonderful Life or whatever. But some people really like that Tim Allen Santa Claus series, including all the people in my house. I've never been fully sold on it, though. Luke. Yeah, I watched it. I didn't think it was that great. Um, no. I will say I watched one on Netflix recently that won an Academy Award. It was a cartoon called Klaus or Claus. I'm not sure how they pronounce it. Dude, it's yeah. really good. It's really, really good. I really enjoyed that. Oh, someone saying Bad Santa. I mean, how do you not, our producer... How do you not go with Bad Santa? Billy Bob Thornton in that movie is in. I've never seen it. You've never seen Bad no. Santa? You never fried a turkey? What? What? BC, BC, I am confident in saying, hold on, hear me out now. I am confident in saying that once you see Bad Santa, it's going to overtake your choice as not just your favorite Christmas movie. It might not be, end up being your favorite movie. Oh, that sounds good. It's got that BC written all over it. All right, I'll take the plunge. Um, there, are, but there's always been like sneaky good um Christmas movies. I'm trying to think of some other one. Ah, whatever, Luke. Whatever. I don't know. Oh, Jingle All the Way with Arnold. Okay, my kids won't watch it. They think it's stupid. But dude, that's solid. All right. Yo, that, that, I, my house does not tolerate Schwarzenegger slander. You need to get your house in order, good sir. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Luke, staying with holiday theme. Let's go with um, Biz Bizping, Big Bizping. Sorry, he says fifth grade teacher here. You would be shocked how many students believe in Santa and Elf on the Shelf in fifth grade. Even some kids with older siblings aren't phased. It's a different time, Luke. Luke, I think that's a thinly veiled warning from Big Bisping to stop ruining kids' innocence through the method of this microphone on the show. Did you see the tweet we got yesterday? Yes. Yeah, someone was like, yeah, I listened to Luke on SiriusXM about eight years ago, and loudly on the air, he told everyone Santa Claus isn't real, and my eight-year-old was listening. 
and uh, heard him and was despondent afterwards. So sorry, young man. I didn't mean to ruin Christmas for you, but your dad buys all your shit. So be grateful to your dad. Wow. Wow. That's uh, it's very wholesome of you, Luke. I like that a lot. Not at all, actually. Not Hey, gratitude all. for fathers. The world could use a little bit more of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I had to wait till fifth grade to find out. I mean, does that mean I'm, you know, naive or I'm just really trusting in those who I entrust to take care of me? I just think you're special needs. That's all. <laughs> Aren't we all, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. But, uh, uh, you know. Luke, let's drop down to miscellaneous. Uh, Mikey Mormal, our fine producer at CBS Sports, categorized these from all of your Instagram and Twitter questions. This is from Mark R. You both retire next year and decide on a fun hobby together to keep the friendship tight. What is going to be your hobby? So let's say you and I lived close enough to hang out, Luke. What would be our thing? Pornography, Delta 8s. <laughs> Not together. Right, you would probably <laughs> no, no, no. movies like old guys, right? That's what we do, you and I. We go to the movies like old guys. Honestly, you laugh at this, but I actually feel like um, if we live next to each other, or we're you know very close and we're looking for hobbies, definitely Delta 8 at the movies for sure. Yes. yes. I also feel like lifting weights a little bit could be a thing. Ooh, a little bit. I could get into that. Um, now, would we go to the level of uh, Sean Coyne, who I went to high school with, and just piss on the chair in front of you in the movie theater rather than get up and go to the... Uh, why would you go to the movie theater if you can't just urinate and defecate <laughs> everywhere? I mean, what's the point? The movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Luke, I mean, you're not much of a hiker, are you? I love hiking. Oh, really? Dude, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, like the my strongest, I had a I only had one or two years. So I was tested for six years. Uh, or you can have a PFT, the physical fitness test. And when I was in the Marine Corps, it was max pull-ups, max sit-ups for a while, then crunches, and then a three-mile run, right? And so only two years that I have a first-class PFT because I could never run for shit. But I, I, there was a couple years where I got in, like, really, really, really good shape. And um, fuck, what was the question you were asking me? I lost my train of thought. You were like, I went from PFT to PF Chang's and became No, 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 no. What were you at? What was the question? What was the question? Um, About hobbies that we would do together. We would lift weights. We would go to the movies. We would um, we would hike. I forgot what we, I was going to say. Oh, hike, the hiking. Okay? okay, okay. So one of the things in hiking, it's not exactly hiking, but one of the things that I was really good at, not because I was special, but because I had just the right leverages, I was tall and I could take a big step, was what they call, you're going to laugh at this, but it's true, it's what they call it. They call it humping, right? That's when you put the big pack on your back. Hold on. Listen, hear me out. Hear me out. I know there's no way to tell you about you this. and Luke what, what with Den Master uh, uh, Sandusky or what? Where are we going with this, Luke? No, no, no. So you, you carry the very heavy pack and sometimes these packs would be 100 pounds or more. And you would just go for 5, 10, 15. I'd seen I, I dude. I know of an infantry unit that crossed from the uh, from the Panama Canal from one side all the way to the other in a single day doing that i was really good at that because i was so tall and i could take big steps and i was very large so like the the packs weren't as heavy for me as they were for other people relatively speaking so hiking which obviously really deals with elevation and nature but still i've done that as well and i really like it anything on foot i'm actually okay at i'm actually i, I like it um would would you go to like an art museum with me i mean we could i mean short yeah of bang, short of banging luke i'm willing to take chances for you you know I'll, save I'll, that I'll, for the patreon yeah yeah, for only pipes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look, did you see uh, Bad Baby was on the Barstool Sunday interview and said she makes 50 million on OnlyFans? I mean, we may be missing out. Bad I don't baby. think we can offer the same thing that she can, but we're we Wait, might... bad. You mean Bad Barbie? Bobby? Yeah. Yeah, bad baby. Look, that's the, how you the, the girl who was like, catch me outside. Yeah, she's like, she's been around for like 20 years and she's only 19. Luke, I feel like she's been in our lives forever since Dr. Phil. You know? How much does how much does he does she make on only pipes? Um, I was told a million in like the first two hours and 50 million since she launched like a year ago or something. Well, dude, I mean, you know, I no mean, one wants I, to see, I mean, we got to figure this out. We got to find a way to, I mean, there's probably a market for old pipes, Luke. We might be able to pull something in on the side. I don't know. All right. It's look, like, let's yo, get... come look at BC's butthole. We're going to charge $10 a pop. I don't want to know how many clicks we'd get on that. Luke, uh, uh, I got an interesting one here from Chris merging pro wrestling and UFC. Luke, should UFC champions, this is a legitimate question. Hear them out. Should they walk down to the cage during their walkout with their belt during their entrance, just like pro wrestlers do? And 
also should the belts be unique to each weight class so let's hold that unique question do you think the walkout to be more badass should have them with the belt over their shoulder around their waist Luke? the thing is I, I remember watching joe san walk out to the cage with his carrying the cross yeah and then he was like he got to the cage and he was like tired as a motherfucker from that you know so yeah. the belts are not gonna weigh down a champion in that way but i don't know like maybe someone behind him holding it up or something but I don't need to see it like over their shoulder. I mean, everyone knows who's watching who the fucking champ is. I really like how one puts it on that little shelf that you can see through the cage while the fight's going on. Yeah, like, I do really... like that too. Yeah, the two yeah, the two cool. luggage. Um, he, what he was asking Luke was, do you think that the belt should be different? It, it could be even minor changes like colors per division, or or who cares? I like the symmetry. I like how I like like there's a standard bearer for what the UFC belt looks like. I kind of like that. I mean, it was fun when they, here's the thing. I get what he's trying to say. Like, isn't there a case to mix them up? But that's where like Bellator has a unique advantage. Like they can have their weight class belt and they don't really do this. But what, what they could do is they can have like a wildly or so, somewhat remixed uh, uh, Grand Prix belt. The Grand Prix belt could be all different kinds of things. You should look at the Cormier uh, heavyweight Grand Prix uh, belt he has from Strike Force. It's got all these names on it, all the guys that were in it, all the guys he beat. It's pretty cool. So, like, I think if uh, an organization can do that, fine. But otherwise, standardize them. Although Pride used to mix them up a little bit as well. So, yeah, I like mixing it up. I'm, I like variety. Look, I never take the same. I never drive home the same way I went. What are you hiding from the terrorists or something? <laughs> no, I'm just enjoying life, Luke. Okay, uh, let's go back into holiday questions from Jaegermeister Jaeger. Here, you only get this. You get one Christmas movie, one alcoholic beverage, and one snack. What are you picking and why? So, like, is it with your family? Okay, so, like, let's say, you know, tonight they go, uh, what do they call you, Papa in that house, Luke? Poppy. Padre? Poppy. Poppy. What if they're like, Poppy, we're going to do the family, you know, movie thing tonight. Abuela, too. Maybe even uh, uh, Pipe's there and, and put that thing away. Pipe, though, if you know what I'm saying, right? No, Pipe's in Colombia. He's in Colombia. Uh, and they're like, you know, tonight is your night. Pick the movie, the alcohol, the snack. We'll run out and get it for you. What do you want? All right, so wait, is Violetta watching or not? Ah, oh, that is a deal. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, but what? What if we? Uh, what if? Yeah, but you don't have like you'll let her watch PG thirteen. Look, you don't care. You're like whatever. See, you yes want. and no. Like I've noticed that like if there are PG movies where two kids are fighting, she'll start hitting things. Yeah. So All right, like, no, the whole family's there, so it's kind of like the pressure's on you to pick something that like everybody's gonna like. Okay. Wow, I would probably do a Christmas story um if that's the condition if it's just me and my wife and my mother-in-law it's definitely bad santa i mean for sure <laughs> abuela um, laugh at that does she, she oh crack up yeah that? oh yeah they love it we've watched it together multiple times like she loves it um and dude there's like sodomy jokes in there like it's a whole thing but yeah the drink i don't really drink anymore but bc do you remember when we were in la we went to that weed store and i bought that like that long tin can that had don't like you a mean thousand that 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 pharmacy that medicine store is that what you're talking <laughs> yeah about? the pharmacy that had that thousand milligram drink of weed that you took a sip from and then your ears got set on fire uh i'd have that because i don't dude i don't really do the booze thing that much anymore man like it doesn't do yeah. it for me i met up a friend for beers recently i had one and a half beers like i was like you know i used to drink until my face fell off but i did i don't i don't get by but the snack is the interesting one the snack is the one that i like if i'm if i'm oh Smart food, dude. That's the best. That's the Which best one? movie. Smart food. Give me a full bag just to myself. Nobody else. I like the popcorn. It. Yeah, that's just crack cocaine. Yeah, right? I do like. I, but I see. I like the movie theater popcorn. So no, no. You, you no, know, you like you, the smart food. Yeah, yeah. You know. All right, what's your movie by? and what's your drink? Yeah, nobody really cares. Look, let's keep this fun show going. All right. Um, I mean, what, what would I do? I would want. I mean, I did that with Holiday in Handcuffs the other night, Luke, and I was it was great. I I was the only one laughing, but it was funny. There was some, there was some good one line. Was your in snack there. Delta Eight gummies? No, uh, my snack. Um, no, no, it wasn't. Thank you. Uh, let's keep this this podcast going in the weird uh, direction, Luke. This is from the Governor. Speaking of movies. What are your most anticipated movies of 2023? So, Luke, for me, it's it's the Dune sequel. I mean, can't I can't freaking wait. Cannot freaking wait. What are you looking forward to this year on the movie side? So, I don't know what is exactly coming out, but I can say I did see the advert. Oh, the third Creed movie for yeah, sure. In, one, dude, we got to watch that in 3D IMAX. We have to, Luke. Okay. Ooh. Okay. All right. All right. In I'll the be eighth down row. In the eighth row. Okay. We in can the eighth row of Delta. Okay, I'd do that. I will tell you that you laugh at this one, but. 
um, there was a movie that came out a few years ago. It was a Spider-Man movie, and it, I forget exactly what they called it, but it was with um, um, uh, the kid was a Dominican kid out of Spanish Harlem. Um, I think was his name was what was his name Marlon? What the fuck was his name? Um, in any event, it was this. Inc- I mean, the animation is so spectacular. It won an Academy Award. Like it was an amazing story. Just, just, just the perfect superhero movie that at least was illustrated anyway. The sequel to that is coming out. They've already had advertisements for it, and it's about the multiverse, because that's where obviously all these things are these days. But because the first one was so good, look at the Rotten Tomatoes reviews of it. It's like 98, 98 critics and audiences alike. I mean, it's that good. I'll look up the name here in just a second. Um, The sequel to that is coming out. I am very, very excited about that. Did you see the the trailer in the theater in the last couple months for this Tom Cruise movie coming out? Not Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks where he's like the old grumpy guy neighbor. And it's like right away within a three seconds of the trailer, you're like, Oh, I know how this movie ends. Like, okay. If I have to get dragged to it. But then by the end of it, you're like, wow, Tom Hanks really going after it here. Like this may be the heartwarming uh, holiday movie that I need. Luke, did you get that feel at all? Or no, 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 no. Uh, okay. So the first movie that I saw that was 2018, it was called Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And the kid's name was Miles Morales. That was the uh, that was the sort of protagonist name. He basically, he basically becomes the new Spider Man. the The sequel to this one is called Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Uh, cannot wait for that one. Truly, truly, truly. Can let me pull this up real quickly. The uh, the Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so Into the Spider Verse, the 2018 movie, 97, 93. I mean, everybody loved this movie. I took my wife to see it at, uh, at this uh, movie theater that wasn't far from us, and she loved it. So yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. There you go. Uh, I, I forgot what I was going to say. It probably would have sucked anyway, Luke, but let's keep this fun game. Well, you going are here. washed as shit for this <laughs> broadcast. Well, I may, maybe I'll try to rev back up during your next answer, Luke. Okay. Uh, Aaron G wants to get all serious about fighting again and say, if you could make an adjustment to MMA scoring on a one year trial basis, what would that look like? So, Luke, the UFC comes to you and the commissions and everybody. Mike Mazzulli shows up at your house. So, like, you're the only one that could help us. But you're only allowed to make one change, one adjustment. What's your single adjustment to the scoring system on a one-year trial that could change the game next year? Uh, it, it, okay. It depends what you mean by, like, a single change. My single change would be to scrap the 10-point must system and use ones. I wouldn't want to see it. What does it happen? So, what does one mean? You either win or you don't each round or what? No, no, no. The one championship where it's it's scored as a whole versus okay. round by round. Yes, yes. I, that's I, a... I mean, people, I, we don't have data on that yet. Like, there's it's still unclear. So, like, my my belief in that system is somewhat unfounded. It's it's yeah. it's partly based on evidence and partly based on conjecture. And I'm very honest about that. But dude, and there are disputed decisions in one. To be very clear, but I really wonder. I I, I wonder because of the way they score takedown defense and shit like that. It to me like their system just brings a lot more clarity to the imprecise situations. I would I would like to see what happens, even if not for UFC, just for like contender series. Score it, as a doesn't whole. that become an instant handicap for fighters who can't finish? Not necessarily, no. No. Why would it be a handicap for fighters who can't finish? Because if you are somebody who doesn't have consistent finishing ability, you can become a point fighter and know how to win rounds, and you just need to win more rounds than your opponent. And if it's now being scored as a whole as opposed to round by round and adding up the total at the end, then conceivably you could you know, have, have the control of most of the fight but have been on the wrong end of the two biggest moments of landing big strikes and having damage. That if you're scoring that on a whole, it's like, okay, who really won that fight? Well, the person that wobbled him twice, right? Well, what about that dude who did everything else, Luke? I think you're gonna you're gonna send those people. I mean, it's gonna be better for entertainment, right? There's gonna be more. There's gonna be even more reason to go for broke than ever before. Which, like, that's is that a good thing or is it too much of a good I, thing? I don't Luke? think it does that. I mean, I, I think if you if you're judging a fight as a whole, you look to see who overall did the best work, and of course, your mind might naturally break it up into rounds, although you don't score it in that way. But I've seen plenty of people who were point fighters thrive in, or you know, guys who weren't dynamic finishers thrive in that in that kind of a system. And also, like, here's what we really need: the ten point must system is not terrible for you know things that are fairly clear, right? For situations that are fairly clear. Of course, there's controversies there too. But in general, if one person was basically better than the other one, the judging system more or less gets it right enough. 
The big problem that we have are close fights. And the system that we have there is not good for for judging it. I would like to see, because I don't know, but I would like to see if the one system is better there. Do you think there should just be a more ironed out detail of what a 10, 8, and 10 round and the separation between the two? And I know a few years ago they tried to make it where there'd be more 10, 8 rounds, but it feels like now there's like that's gone all the way back in the other direction. But like, would you like to see more of specific intentionality put into the rules so that there would be more 10, eight and 10, seven rounds that would tell a better example of how much, like, cause we only give you a 10, eight round when there's monster damage, but what if in a round there wasn't damage, but you just completely outclassed the other person. Could that be a 10, eight round Luke? Would that change things at all? No, I don't. I, I, if we're going to really experiment, let's experiment. Let's completely scrap the old one that we have tried over and over and over and over to fix. Let's scrap it. Let's try a new approach and see what that yields. How about just five judges for title fights only instead of three, and we take out the uh, the high and the low? How about that? Just for title fights. Extra extra security to get it right. That wouldn't be the end of the world. I think that would be better than what we have, potentially. But again, if we're really trying to experiment, like let's just, let's just fucking go nuts. You know you're not going to get a dirtbag system with the one system. It does work. How much better does it work? I'd like to find out. All right. The average as AF podcast, average is F, right, Luke? They say, uh, what family member do you dread seeing during the holidays? Come on, they won't see this. Let's stir the pot a little bit. Luke, they want you to have an airing of the grievances right here, right now. No, I'm is not going to sit here and blow up my family. But the thing is, um, we celebrate Thanksgiving. Like, my family really loves Thanksgiving. They're not like yeah. diehards on Christmas in that way. So I, I don't even, I, I'll see my dad, which is fine. Um, uh, and I might even see my other family members, but like, it's Christmas is not necessarily all that big to them. Besides, besides, dude, my sister-in-law, my wife's brother, is due for a baby January 3rd. So I'm going to see them soon wow. anyway. You the know? First, wow. The first that he knows of, at least, right? Who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, first that he knows. Well, I mean, it's not it's not Pipe. It's my actual brother. Um, oh, I, I screwed up. I screwed it up there, Luke. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's my actual here. brother's wife. Yeah, congratulations to them, Luke. That's great. I mean, is Tuki excited about having a super, super, super excited, excited getting a young cousin? That's going to be wholesome as crap. Yeah, they, this guy wants us to shit on our family, Luke. But um, yeah, I'm not um, doing that. I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not that's not nice. All right, let's keep. I'm not going to do that either. All right. Well, you know, I mean, look, who's going to be the one that potentially ruins Christmas in my house? It's probably Reggie Jackson if he ends up. You know, I mean, he'll just make a run for the tree, Luke, and run right through the middle of it, all up through it. Ornaments falling over left and right. The thing's swaying and no remorse, dude. Not a single ounce of remorse in that, dude. You know what I'm saying? Let's be honest, dude. Cats and dogs, too. They're dumb as shit. I mean, they're just stupid animals. <laughs> yeah, they're wonderful, though, Luke. I don't they're I can't great. imagine my They're life great, but they're, dumb. they're dumb. They're fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, great one from Robert Q here. What can we expect from Morning Combat next year? Any meet and greet or live episodes happening 2023 in the U.S.? Thanks, guys. Keep up the hard work. Great work. Happy holidays. You see, there's a lot of people in the U.S. that are bitter that the U.K. gets a show before they do. And uh, I've heard them the say worst argument in the world. Well, they go, hey, East Coast show. We can't get one East Coast live show. And to be fair here to folks, the plan was to do a live show New York City this past November. You know, I mean, Ariel and Chuck did one, too, I think, for the ringer. Like, we were going to do something like that. Going to be a fun, entertainment, hands-on, fan-friendly one. But to, to be fair, Luke, we kind of behind the scenes said this opportunity came about at the, you know, in London when we'll be there February 8th with the Pod Live Festival. So we just sort of, you know, robbed from Peter to play Paul and said, why don't we, why don't we put all of our eggs in that basket? But, Luke, we've already gone public and said for the debacle that our summer live show was, Everyone there loved it. <laughs> they were like, this is great. Come on. You know what I mean? So that's in play for sure. And look, are we going to do a tour of Europe? Not likely, Luke, unless, you know, we get a big hit song that comes out of this. Um, but in some ways, this London show could be just for our own creative ideas and stuff as, a, as, a, as an incubator, as a test case to see if this is something that's scalable. I mean, look, could you imagine if we showed up to like the four biggest fight cards of the year, regardless of sport and... And did the live show treatment in a different city each time and made it entertaining as F and, you know, insulted people and their families right to their face, Luke, because that's what comedians do. Dude, we had a guy on staff. There's only a thousand of us in the world, you know? Hold on. We had a guy on staff 
This is BC did this the other day, and I fucking died laughing. Although I joined in, so I'm no better. But this guy on staff was like, "Hey, one of my fraternity brothers, you know, he's a big MK donk, and it, which he was, like, legitimately, he was. And he was like, it's his birthday, and blah blah blah. Could you, could you, um, could you, you know, give him a shout out? And like, like a free, not like like light cameo, but just for free, like on his phone to send it to him. And then the guy started giving us details, like, yo, his wife's name is like, I'm gonna make something up, like Jasmine or whatever. And BC goes, <laughs> all right, one, two, three, go. So the guy holds up the phone and BC goes, Luke, you know what would be great is if the donks and this guy's name was like Steve or something. He's like, if the guy, if our fans like Steve would just completely let us fuck their wives. Uh, I don't think I said it as grossly as that, Luke. Okay. All right. You know, the, the intent, you know, it may have been similar, like scalable, you know, game plan. You you literally said it'd be great if Steve let us bang his wife. I mean, that was exactly (laughs) what you said. That's a private cameo, Luke. That's not supposed to go mainstream. All right, just for our, just for our fans to enjoy. The best yeah. part is, I, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe what. Yeah, I'm just gonna join him. I'm yeah. just. Gonna join him. Well, actually, well, you know, yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, what, you know, what's the origin of her family? Is it? Is, 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 yeah, there it is. Um, Are they in the giving holiday spirit? If you know what I'm yeah. saying. I mean, look. Would you look like? I mean, I don't know, Luke. Do I want to show up at monster events and? Be part of the action and have a fun show and have fighters attend and fans attend. Here's the yeah, thing. I want to do all that, but then if we're going to do that, plus all the grunt work, and I'm saying grunt work, like we're lucky to have the job, as you've indicated many times. But like, dude, by the time we leave those things, after all those broadcasts, it's oh, like, yeah. I don't want to talk to anyone. I have yeah. nothing left to say. I had nothing left to say in some of those weeks after like the third day, much less the sixth, you know? <laughs> So, yeah, we do want to do it. We probably will. I mean, I, I suspect that we will, but, you know, they're going to be few and far between. Look, anything else to say to, uh, I believe it was Robert. I forgot his name already. His question, Robert Q there about uh, beyond the live shows. What what are you, do you have hopes and dreams for MK in 2023? Or, or I, things I you're afraid what, like, of? It's, people don't what understand. Like, we have the MK stuff and we have like our individual partnerships beyond just the MK scope. And we do like calling the fights for the prelims now for Showtime Championship Boxing, which is a lot of fun. I'll just say this, man. Like, don't get me wrong. I think UFC is going to have a big year. They're starting off with the big stuff. Bellator is going to be on CBS. Like, dude, boxing is poised to have a big year next year, too, especially on Showtime. So, like, man, you know, for all the people who complained, oh, was this not a great year for UFC, blah, blah, blah. Again, it's not just UFC. But in general, MK is going to be busy because next year, man, especially the first two quarters, it's going to be on. It's going to be on. There's a ton of big fights happening all over the combat sports space and we're going to be there for most of them so you know pack a lunch yeah i mean what do i want i want mk to continue to um move into those fields that you're talking about and shout out to showtime that we when we get to host the big you know weigh in live you know or the big press conference or calling these prelim fights which is you know no secret to anyone what i love to do and to get to do that with you luke that's just been such a bonus uh as well so i hope we continue expansion on that but also um Look, I'm looking at RSD. I want to have a big year RSD-wise. I want to see that thing go full bloom into the vision that I that I think it will be. And I think we've already effed around a little bit and got some pretty cool results in terms of the different kinds of interviews. But I want to step that shit up, Luke. I want that. I mean, I've said it before and you laughed at me, but I said one day we're going to be known more for RSD than anything else. You know, and, and, and you know what? I, I didn't laugh at that, but it definitely takes time to build. But I do think we are on the right track with it. Like we're finally right. putting some momentum behind it. And um yeah, I think it's going to be, I think next year's, I think 2023's RSDs will be much bigger than 2022's. And we had some good ones this year. And hopefully we don't get fired next year. That, that's and, probably yeah, And by the way, I have to, I have to renegotiate my contract. So fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, you, you could end up, uh, I mean, Homeless. what if Vox just backs up the truck, you know, you're like, fuck you, you know? Yeah. I'd push it off a cliff. I mean, we don't have to say that publicly, Luke, but, uh, you know, Mikey had mentioned it's before that. It's a metaphorical that- cliff. It's metaphor. Okay. It's and also never going to happen. So a friend of the show and you know UFC badass Billy Q Luke has gone the OnlyFans route, but to write fight blogs for fans, and we've certainly seen you know a bunch of uh, people come forward and say and join it, but be like, look, just so you know, I'm not doing the nudes, no pipes, no only only nothing. This is just about you know intimate stuff. Um, you know, will MK ever expand into the pay for play territory? You know, beyond just showing our hogs, Luke. Possible, but I just think we're so busy next year that we're not going to have time. Yeah, for that. we don't have time for this. We barely have time. Yeah, we don't. Have, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 hard, Luke. It's hard. Uh, let's keep it going in the miscellaneous category, Luke. Let's go to. Um, it's hot as shit in my room. Yeah, you should probably invest in some better uh, setup there. Uh, oh, this is good from CJ. 
What advice would both of us give to a new dad, Luke? What, what What's like your go-to advice when someone's like, oh, you got a three-year-old daughter? W- w- give me some advice, bro. Um, new dad. Hire a nanny? Is that what you're going to go with, Luke? If you have the money, um, hire a nanny. But even that, no, because that's not really like being a dad. That's just being like a manager of household operations, which is yeah, not the same yeah. thing always. Um, being a dad... I mean, look, I'll, I'll jump in here, Luke. What's, what's the, there are, you know, we both travel a lot and I'm sure a lot of people that listening have jobs where they have to travel a lot and it's, it's a grind and it adds up and it makes you really appreciate everything you have when you come home. And look, you only get so much time with them. And my kids are 14 freshmen in high school, like, you know, on the, on the verge of becoming men. And then you go, well, oh my God, I got three years, four years, you know, guaranteed four years left. Maybe, you know, who knows what else? Um, Like when met with those tough decisions and we've all made them. And sometimes we still make them today where it's like, Oh, that opportunity pays so much. I got to take it. Sometimes you have to, but when met with the tough decisions in life, if you choose what your job is, family putting in the time over, you know, when you can not, Long term, it's gonna it's gonna pay off. There's nothing yeah, just, like this. Yeah. Time. The reality is, like man, you don't even have to be good at this job. Just be there, show up, right. be there for the moment, that's have right. a smile on your face, teach them that anything's possible in their life. Imagine that, Luke. Imagine you start teaching that from the first day. Anything's possible if you believe, Yoel. Right? Go. Imagine Go. that, Luke. Yeah. Be present. Just be there. Be there as much as you can. Be there for the recitals. Be there for dinner. Be there for the morning. Just be there. Be there as often as you can. And honestly, many of the problems or the things you're supposed to do kind of work itself out, but just be there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hard on my kids looking certain categories, you know, manners, hygiene, that kind of stuff. But I'm even learning on the go. Like it wasn't worth turning that thing as a dad into a major blow up. You know, the kid's going to be okay tomorrow. Let it go. You know what I'm saying? Luke? Yeah, I'm getting slightly better about that, except when Tuki writes on my walls or throws yeah, my shit in the garbage. Wakes up your sleep by jumping on you and turning the radio on full blast to Daddy Janky. And you're, you know, at first it was cute, but now it's like, you know, no, we don't have 4 a.m. disco parties in here. Okay. You know what I'm saying? This isn't the the clubs of Barranquilla, right, Luke? You know what I'm Bar- saying? Barranquilla. Yeah, this is DC, you know. Um, all right. Yeah. I mean, look, it's it's the greatest gift of all time, isn't it? Uh, and also the greatest, uh, and I mean this in a positive way, like the greatest challenge, Yes. you know, because you have to set the example. And so you really have to begin to think about how you're living your life and they will repeat back to you. You're good and you're bad. So you have to be on top of that. So, um, you got to listen. I don't, I don't listen enough. I'm trying hard. I'm trying hard. You got to listen because you want to raise people, Luke, that have, um, strong opinions, strong beliefs. Um, you got to give them that chance to grow that muscle, you know? You got to listen. It's hard. You I just agree. want to come down and be like, I told you, put those toys away. What do you want to fight? You want to fight? We're going to fight? We're going to fight right now. You know, like, no, no, no. All right, Luke, I guess we'll continue this thing going. I was, you know, it was like, it was like, you know, are we on the improv stage? If I threw something out there, would you take it and manipulate it a little? Yes, if it, it was good. Yeah. If it was good. <laughs> you know, you got to start somewhere. Okay. Uh, let's go back to uh, fighting. Chris says, uh, no, we already got that one. Let's keep it going over here, Luke. Uh, Julian M., what fighter is on a hype train that will certainly be derailed by the end of 2023? God, that's the worst way to ask it. But, Luke, from Molly McCann was on a hype train until Aaron, you know, got there. Well, she Blanchfield. said she's taking some time off, uh, which is probably a good idea. Actually, I actually hype really trains respect happen. that. Call. Patty Pimblett, whether he ends up living up to it or not, is on a hype train. Sean O'Malley's on a hype train. So yep. we're not asking it from the standpoint of whose hype train is going to come crashing down, but which fighter who is getting a lot of attention, Luke, may have to go through some learning phases here next year. Could be Patty. Um, depending on how they matchmake him, and you know, there still is a little bit unknown about him. You never know quite. I mean, I don't think this is true, but MMA is surprising. Hamzat, you know, who knows? Also, John Jones, like, oh, he'll just come back and win again. He might, like, who the hell knows? But he might get roughed up too. Like, um, there's a couple of ways of guys who have like big and Connor, Jesus, dude. I mean, who even knows what to expect yeah. about Connor? Now, of course, he's had a sort of a steady decline for a lot of reasons, but. Dude, if he goes out there and gets like, you know, viciously KO'd, which I'm not saying will happen, who the hell knows, but if it happens, ew, I mean, that would be, you know, that'd be bad. 
What about Volk? We're all cheering for this Dare to Be Great move against Mahachev. I am. I the thing is, it's not awesome. in his own weight class. And even if he loses, he's still the champion. It's so not the same as... Like that's why I like Darren to be great moments. Sometimes you can f- frame it as playing with house money, but it's a, it's you're risking something too. He's not in an F around and find out moment here at Luke, right? He's not gonna get hurt here, right? No, I mean, he's also like a very proven talent uh, in the middle of his peak. Like Connor yeah. was a proven talent and has taken all this time off. And of course he had the terrible injury and everything, but it's a little bit different. Like Volk is hot right now, you know? Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe this will be a tough year for Dylan Dennis in terms of not living up to the hype. Jesus. Do you see what Gordon Ryan said about him? Yeah, 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 I did. Like, he's got a remarkable ability to stay relevant despite not doing anything, and it really is quite, except taking L's, but um, golly, dude. I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, we have a, from CNM, which is one of those Irish ways, which probably, like, it's, it's C-I-A-N, so it's probably pronounced, like, Crown Royal. I think Royal it's Sean. Sean, maybe. Uh, if you could pick one present that you know the other would hate, what would it be? So what if we did like a Malka Showtime Morning Combat Secret Santa Luke or Chinese Grab Bag or whatever you call it. Maybe that name hasn't aged well. I'm not really sure. Whatever you want to call it in your family, Luke. So we had to pick each other a gift secretly that we didn't know the other was going to uh, that was coming. What would you get purposely to, to like to like mess with me? Any movie in a foreign language. <laughs> and a book with words <laughs> i almost said a book uh yeah yeah i mean i'm not gonna show up with the bible at your door luke okay you know what I mean? i'm not gonna uh i'm not gonna bring you hair dye I mean, you know what i mean you're not gonna use it not, not gonna use it dude know that you know yeah 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 that's, about that's it. it just hair dye uh <laughs> uh and obviously, you can't just bring like a bag of dog shit. Like, yeah, you know, it has to be like a real thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, would just, I would just give you okay. a bunch of French and French and like movies that you know in in French and then like Korean or something. Just so I know you would never watch them. What if I rang your doorbell and you opened up and it's me and Joanna? That might be the answer right there, right? I'd be like, hope you brought jackets. Slam the door in your fucking face. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go over to. Uh, E to Desky one. Hey guys, I'm curious which form of content you each prefer creating the preview or the review. For example, previewing a fight or event before it occurs or reviewing one following it. My guess would be BC prefers the preview while Luke sides with the review chairs. And I'll see you on February 8th. Yes, Luke D to Desky. Remember that name. I'm going to see that guy in person, Luke. Okay. He, oh, I don't know if he's right about you, but he's right about me. I like the review better. What about you? Yeah, I like the I like the build better because uh, look, as in MMA, as as you and I strengths or what we play into, Luke, you love the breakdown, and you're even better than it after the fact to to go back and do the work and see the trends. I love the story of the fight in a lot of ways. I love the preview. I love the human struggle. I love the you know overcoming doubt, all that stuff, in just as much as I love the fights in the cage. But yeah, my favorite thing to do, like as I still write uh, for CBS, is I love writing you know, the big feature ahead of a fight. And that doesn't mean the big feature where you sit down with them. Sometimes that is like the big feature column where like, this is the angle or the question that must be answered in the fight. I love that stuff, Luke. Yeah. I like the review. Yeah. You're like, I can't wait for this stream to be over with, but they told me I had to keep doing it. So, Hey, let's keep doing it, Luke. All right. Um, Paul G says in, in question about the live show percentage chance of the Vegas live show returning for IFW in 2023. Probably pretty good, right? Probably. Probably pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, assuming if a few things have to play out the right way, but I'd say the chances are decent. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, I mean, they were, I was told by many a donk that the drinks that were like not spiked, but they went all in on the alcohol and the drinks there at the, at the, at the beer house. Yeah. I mean, they weren't like, you know, God bless the beer house. They weren't, they were tasty margaritas, but they weren't like, you know, they leaned into them. Let's put it that way. They leaned those, into them. Donks bought you a drink. Punch Drunk Pete bought you a drink. Maybe he put it, like, they probably don't want us to break this down, the potential of this, but Punch Drunk Pete may have roofied you, Luke. I mean, he probably just gave me COVID. That's where I got COVID, I think. Um, Luke, uh, real quick as it, as it pertains to the donks that we love, and I know we're going to see a bunch of them in February, and it's going to be awesome. The ones in Vegas, seriously, the interaction with our people, it's great. I love you guys. Um, is Damien the dog still alive? I don't know. The reigning and defending 
uh, MK fan of the year, donk of the year? I don't know either. I mean, he put us on his body, Luke. Yeah, he did do that. And then, you know, but he puts lots of things on his body that are ill-considered. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I like that guy a lot. I enjoyed interviewing him last year. Remember he did a podcast for a while about our podcast and then spun it off into his own MMA podcast? I cheer for that guy. MMA Alien, I think, is his alias. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, let's go back. we got a couple more here. Luke, Jason G wants to know, any embarrassing or hilarious Christmas story? So looking back on your life, you know, oh, we set the tree on fire. Anything crazy around Christmas or embarrassing that happened? The tree fell over three times last year, so three times we had to redo it. That sucked. That's great. But I've never had like a crazy blown out Christmas. Some no, people I've have had very... a blown out one. My mother in law fell into the tree a couple years ago. That was a that was a debacle, Luke. Um, the cats. Oh, the kids one time took a when they were like two, they took wiffle ball bats to the tree and like you know went to town on it and just this destructive like you know like devilish grin on their face as they were doing it but uh yeah nothing too crazy my dad dropping that big toy he put together for me at like three in the morning is just one of those legendary stories you know like completely just dropping it down the stairs into a million pieces after <laughs> staying up for hours putting it together it's just you know great great uh haven't really had that. I mean, look, you ever drink too much and throw up all over everybody on Christmas morning? Nothing like that. Or no, nothing like that. Uh, I've never done that. I mean, I've, I, you know, I've been to people's houses on uh, Thanksgiving and I saw that they ate like peasants, you know, so that was fun. But the power move. Would you agree? The power move as like a middle schooler would be if you were somebody's boyfriend, you'd break up right before Christmas so that you didn't have to buy a gift and do that like awkward, you know. No, the power him. move is just to go straight through Christmas and not buy him anything anyway. All right, there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, let's go over to uh, Austin A. In the world, in a world of shitty combat movies, what is the best movie in your opinion that shows the, the most realistic fight choreography? This can include any movie with a boxing, MMA, kickboxing plot. When I say realistic, what do they mean, dude? Real, most hand hand to hand fighting is not very good. Like when I say realistic, you mean like real real according to what standard? Like what, how people fight in the street? Yes, um, or maybe how they fight professionally. So John Wick did a really good job of having like genuine people who knew fighting and like real judo and real striking and then hand to hand combat. So like a lot of that is done according to what I would call like textbook right these that's like textbook yeah. fighting but that's not that's not realistic in that sense um but again i'm going to go back to it dude like the raid not realistic in the sense of that's what fights look like but in terms of what guys can do with the power of imagination also adherence to best practices so to speak in technique and then bringing it to life but you know john wick does a really good job but dude all the movies that we grew up on were like they weren't realistic at all and they were fucking great you know yeah they like, were i, I mean I mean, try to watch, you know, Drago versus Balboa and, and try to correlate how, it to how, any actual real how boxing. Bloodsport. Like, Bloodsport's just yeah. like, I mean, it just, it's such a classic. It was, I mean, there's not much about that that's like super realistic, uh, but it's great, you know? Who cares? Not related to the spirit of this question, but Luke, I watched the making of Dune because I'm obsessed right now. And, you know, people are already hating me for it. They think I'll make it six pages through that book and put it away. But, dude, the fight sequences in Dune with that short infighting with the swords, Luke. Uh, how fun. they broke them down and trade them, train them, dude. That's good shit, man. There's yeah, that's good. fun. Yeah, dude. That's a, you never heard me say a bad word about dude. It's a well-made movie. Yeah. But when people say realistic, if you want to see realistic, just watch TikTok fights. Like they're not very good, you know. So uh, if you want like like fun action sequences, there's nothing really realistic about that. Okay. Uh, Doomface says, Luke, can you tell me your top five MCs and a song you love from each of them? That's a lot, Luke. He says, I am also a huge Sean Price fan. And when I found out you're a fan, I've been curious about others. Also, nice Sean P statue. Uh, BC, what are your favorite hip hop artists? And also, bonus points if you guys can freestyle lines. Wow, this guy's asking a lot, Luke. You know, what do you want me to yeah, do? Yeah, I'm not freestyling, I, I read books. Um, Doomface so, wants to know who who are at least you consider your core of favorite MCs of all time. So definitely Sean Price. A great song by him would be Onion Head. You can check that out. Uh, Vinny Paz. I mean, I could name a bunch of different songs by him. I would say either Cheese Steaks or The Coffin. Either one of those is pretty great. Um, you know, obviously Notorious B.I.G. was tremendous. I would say, obviously, and shouts to Frankie Edgar kicking the door. 
um, yeah. is a great one as well. Who are some other MCs that I really like? I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't put them all time, but I really like his work these days. I would say Esoteric from Zarface. Uh, and one of his great songs would be, God, he's got a bunch. Jesus. Um, Zardicus is a good one. You can, it's, it's not like one of his best ones, but it's fun. And then I would say um, a fifth one, Nas. Uh, and then I would say It Ain't Hard to Tell. Nas's okay. It Ain't Hard to Tell. These are some great ones. All my reference points would be old, Luke, when I was in this game. But um, my favorite MC has always been uh, Q-Tip of the tri a Tribe Called Quest, Luke. Nothing wrong with that call. And this guy won. And, you know, obviously uh, Rakim you know paid in full i mean that that era of him just being the best in the world for you know eric being rock him at that point but no i've said it before I i'm a ma massive tribe fan tupac um digital underground luke with you know more of a party ridiculous style but you know at birth tupac i love them and uh third base luke who are absolutely legitimate you know the 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 gas face and the, I mean the cactus album and the, the weasel and the commercial album that they followed it with are just badass as heck. But uh no tribe public enemy or 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 my you know I you know I don't know does public enemy hold up as well? Like dude, I was the biggest fan ever of them in the early nineties. Like just I mean I definitely feel like if you look back on their records, especially in the time in which they were making them, they really hold up. It's just that the modern sound of rap is so yes. far removed from that that they're barely even the same genre. But know? like you know, their production was incredible, and you know, there was almost like a they felt like a rock. Dude, band their social time. commentary is as relevant as ever. You know yeah. what I mean? It's as relevant as ever. So I mean, but dude, the class, the classics are the classics. I love, yeah. I love the the crap. We didn't mention Jay Z. I'll say this for Jay Z: it's it's not really one of his better songs by any stretch of the imagination. But his flow, you ever heard twenty two twos? No. Oh. I never he kills it on the song called together. 22 twos it's yeah. amazing wow i remember when chris berman was caught on camera off camera that time he was like you ever have those deuce deuces in canada you know those muscle relaxers and you know i was like no dude no. i would love to party with chris berman <laughs> yeah i, would, I mean can I you imagine how many pills and fucking pork and I fucking mean, i mean he's a widow now can you put a little like you know we can we don't have to like you know no, I'm just saying, like, no, pork. Like, like the way he's probably eating and drinking and consuming every vice imaginable. God bless him. Uh, let's maybe get a couple more and then we'll close the shop down, Luke. Uh, let's look in this thing. Hey, this is from Evan M. Hey, Luke and Brian, love the show. My question is if both of your significant others were paid to watch a morning combat marathon of about 30 episodes, start to finish. How many episodes could they realistically get through and which one of you would get divorced first? I mean, what is this guy Evan trying to do here, Luke? Can we skip this question? It sucks. <laughs> A real man would skip it. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. All right. We'll even edit this out after the fact. Yeah, all right. No, just leave this in. Just we're raw dog in the audience here. Uh, GG says if Luke and BC switch bodies for a day, remember like in like yeah, vice versa me. or Freaky Friday, yeah. what would be the first thing you'd do as one another, and how long until you'd evidently ruined each other's marital parental relationships? And he also says, uh, "Dude, are we talk about banging each other's wives on this podcast because I'm uh, really not into he that." He says, "Tuki for life, Biatch," as his as his uh, hashtag at the end. So, Luke, if we if we did a uh, Freaky Friday on each other um not 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 touching each other's significant others or being a bad parent what what would you do right away luke go, go deep into my record collection and experience what i'm experiencing <laughs> no i would drain your atm <laughs> yeah like i would shit on your counters all right the only exactly thing i'm doing if i'm you for like 24 hours i'm doing nothing but stealing from you and then committing larceny that's it dude i mean an arson i'm just setting all your shit on fire i'm doing nothing else I, I'm gonna assume that you have hidden vapes like in Delta Eights and like various like whole like cracks in your wall. Like I'd be going all around your house and just collecting. Yeah, right? that's dude. That's a very fair assumption, by the way. A yeah. very <laughs> fair assumption. No, this these questions are now getting disgusting. Mikey, like, Mikey is saying if I had if I was you for a day, I would get on your phone and then just DM straw weights constantly. <laughs> hey, hey, my name's. I'm feeling these margaritas, one fifteener. <laughs> Luke, I, your liver might actually be in a better place than mine. Like, probably not alcohol-related because you used to pound it back in the day, 52 beers yeah. to feel it. Yeah. But, you know, I could do so much damage at Cumberland Farms with a healthy liver right now. You have no idea, all right? Yeah, but you know? yeah, my gallbladder's all messed up, which you know all too well. 
Yeah. Wow. We are just old POSs here. Uh, we got time for like one or two more, and then we got to call it a day. All right. All right. Uh, Chase asks, which Christmas character would be most successful in the UFC? Theoretically, he says, clearly, this is a BC question. Probably Heat Miser Luke. (laughs) You don't know that guy? All right. All right. Um, You just burn everybody in the cage. Uh, This question's so lame, Luke. He's so stupid. A bad Santa at heavyweight, probably. Yeah. Uh, Mitch G says, Luke, do you have a favorite Pacino and De Niro movie separately? Like, what's your favorite in each of their uh, canons? Taxi, uh, Taxi Driver. It's going to be great. That's for dude, De Niro. Dude, that thing, I see, you know, that's a movie like, you know, you, you, no, you sorry, ran into I'm it. No, back that up. Raging Bull. Raging Bull. Yeah. It's yeah, a great that's, one. That's a, for that's a for Pesci, I'll tell you, you know what I've been watching? It's not my favorite by a long not shot. Not Pesci, Luke. Pacino. I mean, Pacino. What are, you, what are you doing here? Well, I thought you said, so who are the two? De Niro and Pacino, the two yeah, guys. Pacino. You know, they're the guys. They're the, the uh, two I will guys. say, any given Sunday is a little bit slept on. It's a little bit slept Or any given Saturday, whatever it was, uh, Sunday, uh, was a little bit slept yeah, on. Yeah, Sunday it was. Um, ooh. Dude, Set the Deer Hunter pretty good. Dude, De Niro's best role in my in my look. Look, Taxi Driver is incredible, and if you rewatch it today after not rewatching it since and you were a teenager, Bull. since you were a teenager, it it's still Taxi Driver still hits you over the head at the end. I yep. mean, it is just insane. Especially if you've but, seen the uh, the Joker movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, but dude, De Niro and um, De Niro and Deer Hunter is it for me? Or uh, dude, Pacino's role, Pacino's performance in The Godfather One. Yeah. And, in, in one to me is just amazing. Yeah, you know, young iconic, Michael. Yeah. Just, uh, just. I mean, as was James Caan in that one. I know everybody loves De Niro in the second one when he's playing young, the younger version of the guy. Um, but uh, dude, what's what's your? I mean, Pacino. You could go son of a woman, but that's more like modern crossover fun, dude. I go to the gritty '70s uh, Pacino. I'm talking like, um, you know, like Dog Day Afternoon, Luke. I'm talking about. Dude, uh, I've never seen that. That's Matt Snyder's movie. It's really good. I'm yeah, talking. I see that. When he, you know, all the ones like Serpico, dude, that's a power performance. Serpico, or, uh, what? How could I forget? Jesus, and Justice for All, movie. when when uh, Pacino's the lawyer, dude. He's at that point. He's just basically playing the same character, and it's great. I love it. I didn't see cruising yet, Luke, from Pacino, but maybe there's still time. All right, yeah, yeah. All right, we can call it a day. So, Luke, that's it. Um, this has been what? What is this airing Friday? Yeah, Friday. So right now, yeah, Friday. Yeah. So happy, holidays. happy holidays to everyone, right? All that good stuff. Take yeah. us out, BC. Um, thank you to Mikey Mormal producing CBS Sports and uh, yes, you know, thank all you, our Mikey. Great sponsors, all our great team at Malka, Showtime, CBS Sports. We love you all. Thank you for making uh, this show as fun as it is and your fans for tuning in. Thank you. Morningcombat.store if you're looking for a little bit of merch. And of course, Showtime, the label that pays. You can get 30 free days right now. Showtime.com. And dude, six months at $3.99 after that? Like, seriously they're gonna hit you over the head with boxing this this calendar year okay bellator mma coming on okay the cosby doc is still there if if you want to watch it all right it's fantastic so that's it that's all i got happy holidays merry christmas uh hanukkah kwanzaa whatever you celebrate or don't just be safe don't don't drink and drive don't text and drive and uh enjoy the holidays they used to have this big joke on my dad's side of the family luke we're at christmas everybody go hey did you make a profit you know, Luke, I hope you make a profit this Christmas, all right? I hope so, too. All right, BC, that's good. You know, in terms of my loyal gains, oh you're God, incredibly, incredibly disloyal. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, we're out. We're out. Hey, Merry Christmas, right? Yeah.